0: Good morning, church. Glad to be with you this morning. Wherever you are online, we say hi, we say we, we love you. Um, man, Christmas time. Are, have you done all your shopping? Um, I, I keep thinking we're done all our shopping and then we shop more. It's like, I don't know if it benefits to like get your presents earlier because then you have, I don't know, just I guess maybe it's me and Chantel, I don't, I don't know. We just like keep buying. And then we're like, we just keep buying and keep buying. It's very, very unfortunate, I guess. Um, But man, there is nothing like Christmas time. So, and Christmas music, what's your favorite? Okay, so what I wanted to do before I get started, because I need you to say amen, I need you to respond to me. So how it's gonna work is I don't hear you when I say, can I get an amen? So what you have to do, if you're on Facebook, I want you to comment below, amen. It's not enough just to say amen at your house because I don't hear it. So, amen. So amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. Uh, Why don't we start off and comment below your favorite Christmas song? Can be worship. It can not be, but go ahead. Let's let's start a chain. Put it in the chat wherever you are, YouTube or Facebook and uh, say your favorite Christmas, and then you have to say amen. Amen. Oh man, there's gonna be a lot of amens. That's that's great, I'm excited. After this, I'm gonna look. If I could have my phone here, I would be watching. But, so one of my favorite Christmas songs is Oh Holy Night. Man, it, it brings you to a place, doesn't it? We've been talking about the thrill of hope. And uh, Pastor Tim's had us pick a a line, a lyric in the song that really stands out to us. And of course, uh, the worship leader answer, I am gonna pick, let all within us praise His holy name. But let me read the, the full line that I picked out. Sweet hymns of joy, in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise His holy name let all within us praise his holy name i don't know if it was just because i was a kid taught in sports to give it everything you got but there's something about worshiping the lord with all i have within me i will give him praise and i think in this season in this season it's so important church for us not to lose our song not to lose our voice in the midst of trial and trouble and adversity and opposition, don't lose your song. I, I, Pastor Tim said it all the time. He said, you know, maybe the goal for my life is to stand before Jesus at the end and say, I'm sweeter now than I ever was. And I have a sweeter relationship with Jesus and with Him. I want to be that, even in the midst of a, a season or a year like 2020. Can you still sing sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise We let all within us praise his holy name. If you can't, I pray that by the end of this, you will be able to. I want you to sing again. I want you to be able to lift your hands and lift your voice, even in the midst of sickness, even in the midst of not seeing your miracle, as we talked about, even in the midst of the not yet. You can worship him because he's worthy of it. Amen. Amen. Type it in the chat. Amen. I didn't hear you. All right. So we look at worship throughout all the scripture. Look at worship. I, I just have a few written down. Abraham and Jehovah Jireh, the offerings unto the Lord, the provider. Moses and his worship on the holy ground, or he had to take off his sandals or his Nike's. Joshua and his worship at the walls of Jericho, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and Daniel, their refusal to worship anything other than El Shaddai, David and the anointing on the worshippers life, or should I say warriors life, Isaiah before the one seated on the throne bows and falls prostrate as if dead unto the Lord. Jesus in his prayer, our Father, holy is your name. That sounds like a song of worship to me. Acts 16, Paul and Silas in prison, and they sing hymns and are worshipping and the prison doors fling wide. John in Revelation, what does he see? He sees worshipping around the throne 24 seven. He sees the 24 elders gathered around laying their crowns at his feet. He sees the creatures circling and the angels they're worshipping saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. What will be written about us. You see, what, what is the commonality in all of these things? It's every single one was in the face of adversity, in the face of opposition in their worshiping, the walls of Jericho. Think about it. In Acts, they're in prison. Moses doesn't know what direction. He just left Egypt. And the opposition and adversity and the, the commonality through it all is that they worshiped. And not a lot of them came out of it right in that moment. I know Jesus still had to go to the cross. What is going to be written about us in 2020? I, I, just, I just have this, call me an optimist, but I just have this, LOH has a song of worship in 2020. 2020. L-O-H has not stopped singing praises to God. It reminds me of the Grinch, I'm sorry, when he steals all of the presents and everything's bad and they still stand there. They still sing in the midst of presents being taken. I know Duke would not like that at all. Duke would hate that. He's so looking forward to it. But for you and for me, even when we feel like the the rug's been swept out from under us, even when we have all this uncertainty ahead, all these things that, that, man, we saw 2020, I had these resolutions, I had all these goals, I had all these things, and a lot of them fell through. But Lord, you've stayed with me, and I'm still going to worship you. Lord, you're still here. You're still faithful. And so I'll trust you, and I'll sing a song of hope. I'll sing a song of joy. I will say it again. What's Thessalonians say? I will say it again, rejoice. I'll say it again, rejoice, amen. What will be written about you in this season of life? If someone could write down the the church of 2020, looking into 2021, we didn't stop singing. We didn't stop allowing the Lord to, to move through us and, and believe, we trust in, in Him. And it's not gonna be perfect, it's not gonna look perfect, but we still have hope and we can still worship, amen? Amen. John four says this, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well who has, a, a, has an awful situation, been with four, four or five guys, something like that, and the one she's with now isn't her husband. He tells her to come, if you come to me, I'll give you water that you'll never you'll never thirst again. If you come to me, Jesus. And he says this to her at the end. He says in John 4, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit, in the spirit, sorry, and in truth. I, I, don't, I don't claim to understand all of that, to be honest. This is just the word of God, but here's what I know. God is seeking worshipers. The Lord is seeking worshipers, that's what the Bible says, and worshipers that worship in spirit and in truth. It's actually a lowercase t. I, I just think that means honesty authenticity, yes. genuineness, not, not what you think it should look like, but his worshipers must worship in the spirit and just be honest. Let's pray and ask the Lord to have his way. He, he's here and he's speaking to you. I believe it. I believe it. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your presence and your sweet spirit. There's nothing like your spirit. And I, th- I think uh, Christmas um, uh, has, has a place of plays a role that, that like the, the Christmas spirit and all that type of stuff. It's, it's not exactly but yeah, you bring it to us and Lord, we, we love it. We thank you for your presence in this season. Uh, I pray that you would renew and restore someone's song today. I pray that you would bring them back to the place that you desire them to be that they've been trying to figure it out and bringing a lot of doubt and a lot of different things and really muddy in the waters for some people but God I pray that you would come with a fresh renewal of worship, because I believe it's so powerful and so significant and, and honestly essential in this season. We love you and we praise you and we give you all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So that's like the 20th. Amen. So we should have Devin, we we probably should have like 100 comments by now. Right. So. All right. We'll keep track. OK. <laughs> so I just wanted to start off uh you know, church when I was a kid. I just want to take inventory. Like when I was a kid, you know, Christmas time was amazing. Silent night. When I picture uh being at church as a kid, it was at Warrior Drive. Um, that's just what I picture. Um and I and I was just thinking about this when I was cause cause I've loved to worship the Lord my whole life. I mean Dad, why do you have to be here? Dad's Crying right now, I like I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember being there all the time. I remember being there all the time. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this. I remember being at youth, and I was too young to be at youth. My my parents were the youth pastors, so I was able to come with my wristbands and stuff, my jerseys. I'd always wear jerseys. I remember laying on the face, during, laying on my face on the concrete floor, worshiping. I remember that. Cold concrete floor downstairs at Warrior Drive. I remember revivals. I remember Pastor Tim and I rem- remember a guy who's on a ventilator right now. Shannon Rust. And uh, man, for if you're watching this brother, I, I, I pray for you every day and I remember we were kids and me and Tyler, I don't know if Tyler did, but I did. We acted like we were Shannon Rust preaching and he would do this, this thing. He would say hallelujah. And he would like do an uppercut like that. We would always do that. We, we loved it. I remember trains around the room. I remember just God moving and whatever whatever would happen happens because we just just love the Lord. We're not slaves, we're sons and we're we're free. Just free to worship him. And I can't talk about that without talking about playing my air guitar to Pastor Uncle Mike and Billy D. I love that we have a Billy B now. It's amazing. Billy on the guitar, you know, playing the blues riff and Uncle Mike, man, just amazing. I mean, I mean God, God started my life out so good and that that place and I just I just think about how how my parents exposed me to the Lord's presence at an early age um, and they, they didn't force me to worship uh, it was it was non-debatable whether to come to church or not but they didn't force me but they put me in a position to receive and parents that's all you can do I don't know why I had this in here honestly now reading pray Seek the Lord, yes, but all you can really do is put your kids in position to receive from the Lord and shine kids and move home. And it's unfortunate the season we're in right now, we're trying our best, but to put our kids in position to be successful, that's all we can do. I think about it like a, like a college co- or a football coach. I don't have to be college, peewee and they they can't play for the kid. All they can do is put the kids in the positions they need to be to succeed. How much more important do we as parents and leaders of the church need to put our kids in position to succeed, which is in the body of Christ and which is listening to the word of God, opening up the word in the morning and worshiping him. Amen? Amen. It's very important in the church today So a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit, because God is Spirit, and will worship Him in the Spirit, and will also worship Him just being genuine and authentic. What does that look like? I I think we we don't have to uh, overcomplicate things. Like, when uh, your team scores a touchdown, what does that look like? I mean, some people are just like, Yeah, I knew the Steelers were going to win. I knew. I knew they were going to win. But then there's other people that go insane. Touchdown. You know what I mean? Touchdown. Yes. Yes. Jesus saved my soul. That's why I look like this. Jesus brought me out of darkness into His marvelous light so I can't stop singing and praising and dancing and shouting. And I honestly don't care what you think because I'm a son of the King and I didn't do it and I don't deserve it. But oh, the overwhelming love of God that never gave up on me, that never stopped loving me. And even when I was faithless, He remained faithful. Even when I doubted Him, He was still strong and He's the firm anchor for my soul and He'll never give up on you even when you give up on Him. Even if the mountains in front of you, He won't give up on you. He wants to bring you through, through the storm, through the waters, through the fire and come out on the other side and say, He is my Savior, the Holy One of Israel and there's no one like Him. There is no one like Him and He deserves all my worship, amen? That deserved a fire emoji. Go ahead, fire emoji. God is to be worshiped. God is to be worshiped. So what does worship look like? For those of us that uh, kind of need, need a little bit more information, a little more survey, I, w- I wanna start off with, with, uh, with how, throughout my life, how, I, how I've understood worship, you know, um, growing, this isn't just my, I feel like my nature, like I just love God, but what does that look like through the nurturing development process of becoming, right, when we, we were a child, we thought like a child, but then eventually, like, right, you put childish things aside, and, and you kind of move forward, so as a worship leader, I want to be theologically sound, and how I, uh, how I approach worship, and how I lead you, and how I lead my teammates, how we, we lead together. Um, but also I want to be, as Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you will not you know, enter the kingdom of God. That's what he says, he literally says that. But what does worship look like? What does it look like? And I have, I have three things, um, it's like this little acronym and, and like I said, this is my perspective. I could be missing something, there could be something left out. I don't claim that this is the inf- like infallible word, but this is through my understanding and process of worshiping the Lord, this is what it, it kind of comes down to and what it looks like, I, I think to me, okay? So it's this aid, A-I-D, if you're taking notes, um, the A is for adoration, the I is for intimacy, and the D, unfortunately or fortunately, is dying, okay? What is worship? A, adoration, I, intimacy, and D, dying. I have two books to recommend to you if you're a reader, okay? Two books that I've read that, um, along with the Holy Spirit and scripture, that really uh, formed this for me, okay? Um, And one is, it's The Holy Roar, by, I think it's Darren Whitefield and Chris Tomlin, They talk about these seven words for praise. I'm not, like I don't need any glory in this. This is what, they talk about the seven words of praise. And then, worship his majesty. Um, You know the song, majesty, worship his majesty. Jack Hayford um, wrote that and he wrote this book. It's Worship His Majesty by Jack Hayford. Like, amazing, okay? Read read the whole thing, I was looking through it to find a quote, (laughs) Um, and I wanna read it all again. It's really good. I think Pastor Tim gave me that book, so incredible book so holy roller by chris tomlin and um yeah worship his majesty by jack hayford if you want to look into that that'd be, that'd be great so let's start off with worship as adoration um the seven words for praise so unfortunately with our english language i don't need another drink yet <laughs> with our english language like when we read scripture like let's just take psalms for example all these scriptures will be taken from psalms Um, We will see one word, but the actual Hebrew or the Greek um, can mean many different facets or or even deeper or more specific than that word. But our English really will uh, cover a lot of things with just, I don't know if it's where like dumber or what it is. But like, so for example, okay, there will be a word in the Hebrew um, that we will translate it as praise. But really, it's a it's a deeper, more significant meaning than just praise. Okay, and so we're going to talk about seven words that, when we see scripture in English, we we see the word praise. But the actual uh, David or Asaph or whoever's writing it, they're actually not saying the same word for all those. Okay, so let's start off with uh, one word. And and bear with me. I hope you get something out of this. I'm going to kind of just like. Uh, I don't, don't want it to come across as a lecture, but I'm just going to kind of talk to you like this, okay? Here we go. Yadah. Yada is the first one, okay? It means to revere or worship with extended hands. To hold out the hands or to throw a stone or arrow. I mean... We're not doing that in the sanctuary, but maybe uh, Derek Spencer out in West Virginia, or whatever, he can throw his arrows and worship, okay? So this is what the scripture says. May the peoples yada you. May the peoples praise you. Revere worship with extended hands. God, may all the peoples yada you. That's Psalm 67, verse three, so cool. Next one, halal, okay? To boast, to rave, to shine, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. That's Dustin right there, clamorously foolish. No, let them halal his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. Psalm 149, verse three. Cool, right? Okay, third one, zamar means to make music, to celebrate in song and music, to touch the strings, Billy B, or parts of a musical instrument. This is the verse. I will sing a new song to you, O God, on a harp of ten strings. I will sing zamar to you. Psalm 144, verse 9. Next one. Taudah, an extension of the hand, thanksgiving, a confession, a sacrifice of praise. You guys can see it, hopefully. If, if you can't, uh, watch this on version Bible app. I believe Tim Skiles has the slides. Really cool. And you can revisit and you can go back and screenshot them and stuff. So um, in God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Vows made to you are binding upon me, O God. I will render tal to you. Cool. Barak, to kneel to bless God as an act of adoration, to praise, to salute, to thanks, to thank. Ye all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him and he shall live and to him shall be given of the gold of Sheba. Prayer also shall be made for him continually and daily shall he be Barak. Mm. Amen. Amen. Tehillah, this one's cool. Laudation, a hymn, stay with me, a song of praise, a new song, a spontaneous song. Mm. (laughs) But you are holy, Leslie, enthroned in the Tehillah of Israel, of God's chosen people, enthroned in your new song enthroned in your spontaneous worship, enthroned at you washing the dishes and you start singing, holy is the Lord God Almighty, no matter the tune. When you're doing the vacuum, man, whatever, when you're walking in school or you're playing football, God is enthroned on those praises. That's amazing. And the last one, for all you parents and all you leaders of the church, Shabbak, to address in a loud tone, to shout, to commend glory and triumph. Listen to this verse. One generation shall shabbak your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. If God has changed you, mother, if God has changed you, grandmother, grandfather, if God has changed you, dad, Whatever. One generation, shout it to the next. Tell your kids every day. I don't care if you feel like they're getting tired of it. We're called to shout it from the rooftops. The Lord has been good to me. The Lord has been good to me. I've remembered so many times over my parents talk about the goodness of the Lord even in the midst of things not working out. Even in the midst of family splits, even in the midst of everything, not doubting the goodness of the Lord. Shout it, shout it, shout it, shout it. One generation shall shout your works to the next. That's just adoration. We start off. Believe it or not, I'll let you in on a little secret. This is how a lot of our worship sets develop. Adoration into intimacy into an altar. Adoration, praise your name into intimacy, and it develops in every single part in proper order matters every part. So we move on to worship as intimacy. Worship as adoration and now to the eye worship as intimacy. In essence, it just means closeness. I looked up the definition basically means closeness. The Bible tells us in James four, verse eight, it says, come near to God and he will come near to you. This is a relational connection between two lovers honoring, giving of yourself, going beyond the surface into deep spiritual connection and allowing the Lord to do a deep work in you. This is worship. I, I, I've just been on this for so long. Psalm 139, search me and try me and see if there be any wicked ways. Search me, go deep. The word of God is alive and active and sharpening a double-edged sword and it penetrates. It penetrates so deep. Even dividing joints and marrow, thoughts, it, it goes so deep. The word is alive. So I pray this, search me, try me, see if there be any wicked way in me and then lead me into the way that's everlasting. That is intimacy. God, you know the depths of my heart and you love me the same. I, 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 I go into this place of praise with you, but then I, I go further and I allow, allow you to have me. I don't, you, you say to guard my heart, but I don't guard my heart from you. Right? I, I allow you to go in and do what you intend to do for, for you knit me together. You know what works for me. You, before I was even in my mother's womb, you knew me. So God, I'm going to allow you to go deep within my soul and do a deep work. Search me and try me. This is intimacy. And if we don't do this in our marriages, allow our wife or allow our husband to go deep with, with each other, we lack intimacy. And it's not just physical. We lack intimacy because we haven't went deep. We have, we've guarded our hearts in the place that we're supposed to say here, I, I, I give you my heart, right? We're called to go deeper into worship from adoration and praise unto the Lamb of God, who is worthy, and then I approach the throne of grace with confidence, and I draw close to God, and He draws close to me. That's what's amazing about the mountain that we're on, Zion. It's different than Mount Sinai because when people approached Sinai, they, they had to run away. They had to flee or else they would die. But Mount Zion, where Jesus is, He tells us to come all. Come whosoever will and you can be saved. Come unto that mountain and have intimacy with the Lord. So we go from praise and adoration Into intimacy, and we allow the Lord to do a deep work. I have this also, an incense unto the Lord, a sweet aroma, fragrance. Uh, The intimacy with the Lord is is a sweet aroma in his presence. A sweet aroma. Like Isaac smelling his firstborn blessing. Oh, the smell of my son. Someone thinks they can't come close to God because they're afraid what he's going to smell. You don't have to come in your own clothes. You come in Jesus. And when you come to God with your prayers, your junk whatever and and you accept this is what happens in the name of Jesus he clothes you so that when you come to God he smells the sweet aroma of that perfect sacrifice Jesus Christ the Savior And we know that He doesn't count our sins against us anymore. That's why you can come and worship and pray with absolute boldness, not as a slave. No longer chains. What did Leslie say? I hear the chains hit the ground. It's the same thing. Believe in that today, son. Believe in that today, daughter. We stand in His strength. I stand in His strength. And that's how I have the ability to have intimacy with a holy and perfect God, amen. So the final thing is worship as dying. Like I said, it's unfortunate, but fortunate. I, I, a lot of worship, if you allow the Lord to go there, will be slightly uncomfortable, but in a good way. Um, Chandler Moore says this thing, he is a gentle surgeon. I love that line, that's incredible. A gentle surgeon. Worship as dying. What does that mean? When you come into God and and worship, true worship with what is it in spirit and in truth and just gut honesty, dying to reputation, dying to feelings, dying to your own glory and your own selfish ambition, all sin and desire apart from the Lord dies bringing true humility, and humility is what God works with. There's too much talk in the church. I'll get to I'll get to that in a little bit. Jack Hayford says this. Wait, do I have it? Yeah. Listen to this worship leaders, listen to this, Pentecostals, Charismatics, Um, just because, okay, let let me, let me end on you. I feel like this is just the best way to do this, okay? I will lead worship sometimes, and I will feel amazing after. I will feel like the Lord moved. I will feel like amazing things just happened, Okay. There will be other times I will not lead worship, or I will lead worship and get off, and I will not feel a thing. Matter of fact, I'll feel worse or something, okay? Then I'll hear you guys say, man, the spirit was moving, God was moving. Here's what I know. Don't forget that while we're called to reign with God, and and I'm gonna get to this quick, believe me. While we're called to reign with him, and, and, and bless his name and, and receive from him we are also in this process of chiseling and dying to ourself and not sharing he will not share his glory with another and we got to remind ourselves that if we get off and we don't feel like we've received anything from him it was not a, a, it was not a zero it was God is moving in my life. God is working with me. He's searching me, trying me, see if the, you understand what I'm saying? So if we just have this whole like receive and, and consume of the Lord, that I, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. But at the same time, if the Lord doesn't do a deep work in us, if we don't leave changed, has he really done what he desires to do? He wants to change us now we go we come and we speak in tongues and god's moves and that's that's great but then if we leave and we gossip and we do all these types of things did god really do what he needed to do to us you understand what i'm saying he needs to go deep and i want him to change me i don't want to just have this experience or this epiphany or this emotional thing that's all great it comes with it but i want to leave changed amen does that make sense i want to leave change so jack hayford this amazing guy who like Oh, my. He, he walks this amazing road of not denying the power, but at the same time ha- having an, uh, an understanding, a, a balance theologically and doctrinally sound of what it means to be led by the Spirit, what it means to be formed by the Spirit, and what that means as worshipers. So if you want to read that book, Worship His Majesty by Jack Hayford, I highly recommend it. This is what he says. This is worship rising beyond mere power into the fullest dimensions of partnership with God into the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. Philippians 3.10. The worshiper may learn to surmount life's obstacles, overcome his own fumbling humanity, and move into the exercise of power with God. Amen. Amen. But he must never let the quest for ruling with Christ, be separated from worship which acknowledges dying with Christ. Dying to self, dying to reputation, dying to emotionalism and and feelings. They must be knit together and kept in a balanced perspective because our ruling with Christ always flows from a partnership of dying with Christ. That's amazing, isn't it? If we make worship and praise a part of our everyday life, we will see an enormous increase. I believe it in your soul. In your soul. The anointing is in the unity of the spirit. And I believe that it takes these three together to truly do the work of what worship is intended for. Listen to this. If if one praises This is just me talking, but listen, if one praises but doesn't have intimacy, they're susceptible for surface level and thus no change. If one praises but wants some glory and thus doesn't die in the process, they are susceptible for being unchanged. If one worships but only dies, they will miss the life in relationship the Lord intends. With adoration, intimacy, and dying, we can truly journey to see God. In proper balance, humility, listening to Him. For every time, there is a season, right? There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Ecclesiastes says, guess when's a good time to worship? All the time. No matter the season, I will bring praise unto the Lord. Now i said all this and stuff. But I don't want you to get all heady about it. I want I want you to know with with under that context of the praises, man, it just sounds like we're free. It sounds like you're free to worship however you want. Driving in the car, laying in bed at night, in the shower, where, wherever you are. Worship, dance, lift your hands, kneel, extend the hand. What, you know what I mean? You're free. Um, if the band could come in, I just have a couple closing thoughts. Don't turn me off. If, if, you, if you get tired, you can comment. Amen again or something. I hope you're getting something out of this. Uh, just a couple of thoughts. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Um yeah, I was. Uh, and Leslie will, will play real amazing and we'll <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go where God wants us to go. I. I want you to have a time to respond and to praise the Lord. I I hope you've been wanting to the whole time of just like, I was just, I just want to worship you, Lord. I just, I just want to worship you. But I was, um, you know, talking to Chantel uh, the other day, um, you know, life, life isn't the easiest, you know, (laughs) if you haven't figured that out, like, like the more you get older, life, life isn't the easiest, but, um, I got to thinking about Jesus. I always think about Jesus, but Jesus actually his humanity and him walking on this earth, and you know, wondering his his difficulties. Right? Um, you know how people like like to gossip and like to talk negatively, slander you and slander your name, all those types of things. I, I just thought about Jesus and how he had twelve guys. 12 guys that he's stuck with <laughs> that he's he stuck with i mean that's amazing to me that's amazing and just like if, if i could ask jesus like how did you do it man i mean guys are talking about who's going to sit on the throne guys are like out of their mind you know what i mean talking about all these types of things i'm sure there are so many quarrel, quarrels and arguments and wondering like well, guys, are we really following this guy? You know what I mean? Like, and like talking, and Jesus hears the people talking. You know all this. How? How? How did it happen? How did it? How was it successful, Jesus? Because listen, it was successful. He changed the entire world with twelve guys. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And yet, I can we have a relationship with one that you know, like, yeah. It's difficult, but but I was reading, you know, in in Matthew, Matthew 14, and um, I felt like God God revealed to me a little bit about what what the secret to the success was, uh, besides the fact that he's Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, I guess. But those guys were human and uh like you guys might be experiencing some really difficult situations all those types of things and discord in families and discord with friends and 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 who brings the discord the accuser of the brethren the, the accuser let's get that straight kingdom divided against itself can't stand but i i don't want i don't want the church to be divided because jesus is not divided amen so in Matthew 14 we all know it Jesus walks on the water the disciples are in the boat and Jesus is walking on the water and who is it the big mouth of Peter Jesus if it's you. can I come and I can I walk and I'm gonna step out in faith in the midst of all my brothers and say I'm gonna walk on the water I have faith with you and peter gets out of the boat we all know the story and eventually peter falls he takes his eyes off jesus right and he gets back in the boat i'm not even i'm not even talking it gets back in the boat and what happens what happens this is amazing this is amazing don't miss this don't miss this so peter has this failure this falling out where he gets out on the boat and he stands and no one else is there and he falls and they get back in the boat and what are they oh Look at look at Peter. He thought on this rock he was going to build his church all this sudden, I guess that's not happening. I guess that calls not happening anymore. What what happens? What do the people do when they climbed into the boat? The wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped Jesus. Their eyes weren't on Peter, their eyes weren't on him. They worshiped Jesus and they pick up right where they left off and they go into Gennesaret and they they move forward and the kingdom of God comes. But listen, we cannot forget where our eyes need to be, especially in this time from every person on stage to every person at home let's get our eyes off of so many other people and return to the the place of worship where with jesus everything's gonna be okay with jesus he knows it all with jesus he's the faithful one and that is the key to our success i love it i love it i love it the key a successful ministry is jesus the key to a successful church is jesus the key to a successful marriage is jesus a successful friendship is jesus that's why i'm so adamant about jesus fixing our eyes on him fixing our worship on him and not straying and not moving one more thing and then we're going to get there one more thing Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. I felt the Lord say to me it's the second for a reason. Not because it's any less, but because the only way you can love others is the, the way I intend is out of the love you receive from me. I don't know if you heard it. I said I said it's second not because it's any less, but because the only way you can love others the way I intend is out of the love you receive from me. And in this time, a lot of people need a lot of love from us Christians. But it starts from a place of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, every part, adoration, intimacy, and dying. Lord, I give you all of myself in every season, and in, in 2020 season. God, you still reign. You still reign jesus is lord and jesus is lord amen jesus is lord i bless you church i pray praise be ever on your lips that you never stop singing. In the barrenness, in the desert places, in all the places that that you don't figure out, you don't know which way to go, in discord, in, in harmony, in mountaintops, in valleys, in the heights, and in the depths. You don't stop worshiping, you don't stop singing, for the Lord is worthy. He is the great God and the great King. Amen, amen. Let me read this verse to you, and we're gonna sing together to him who is able to keep you from stumbling come on and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy that's a promise for you to the only God our Savior be glory and majesty and power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore amen amen we love you church bless you as you sing hallelujah